in the spirit of enhancing a customer's experience, what are some of the key components you would submit are crucial to, I guess, the day-to-day activities of a BBC? Yeah, sure. So I think putting yourself in the consumer's seat, right? So how do you like to be taken care of? If you submit an email to a business or an organization, how quickly would you like your response to come back? Um, How knowledgeable would you like that person to be? on the other end of the phone. Um, You know, how convenient are they making this transaction for you? And and these are some of the key components where BDC can really help make that difference. Yeah, you you talk about how the BDC essentially is a conduit to the showroom floor. What does that look like? You you know, I'm thinking about the day-to-day operations of a dealership. How does a BDC, and and especially with all of the silos, right? Sales Mm -hmm. rarely knows what marketing is doing. Marketing kind of has an overall agenda, but maybe F&I and, and parts and service, they have no clue about any of this stuff. How, how can the BDC be, I guess, the linchpin or the the, the, the sun by which the solar system revolves. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so often, you, you know, in a dealership, it's difficult to kind of create those synergies, right? And instead of looking as your BDC as a separate center or a separate department, make sure that they um, have the right product knowledge and understand some of the ancillary uh, positions of, of a sales rep, right? So for example, you know uh, your product very well. You know what inventory you have in stock, right? Um, You can guide the customer through potentially the difference between one model versus the next. You have some industry intel. Um, So this way, they can almost give the customer the the very basics of what they need um, to help complete their shopping. Create a relationship with sales rep and BDC that is a hand-in-glove type um, relationship. There's no competition here, right? Um, the BDC should be uh, happy to hand off their customers to a sales rep and a sales rep feel confident that this customer is ready and prepped and armed for what they need to make that purchasing decision. Mm, I love that. You know, anytime we bring up anything to do with culture and a healthy workplace culture, mm-hmm. I, I just perk up. I think, you, you know, especially on the DPB, for those listening, it's important that you understand in seven plus years now of producing the show, over 75% of all guests on the show speak to the importance of a healthy culture. We can't <laughs> ignore this. How do you, in your experience, from your observations, how do you create this hand in glove, uh, as you say, experience in, in something that has traditionally been viewed as a shark tank? How do, how do we really create that relationship? Yeah, so it's it's get them involved and don't exclude them. So you're having your sales meeting, you're having that Monday morning jump start, you're having that Saturday morning meeting before the big weekend sale. Um, get your BDC in that meeting with you so that they understand what's happening at your showroom. They feel an integral member and part of your organization and create those synergies. That knowledge is, is power and making them feel involved makes reps um a lot more passionate about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Mm. This, this idea, you know, back, I think one of my first jobs as uh, just in the workforce was at Best Buy. Now in Canada, it used to be called future shop and it was very shark tanky. However, 
every single morning, I remember we had a meeting where they would walk through everything that was going on. And those of us who were paying attention excelled. This was commission sales. So back in the day, it was all commission sales. Um, it wasn't, you know, no pressure, this and that. It was like, you are buying a TV today, pal. Hardcore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but you also made really good money. I remember I was a 17 year old. I was the youngest commission salesperson in Canada. They tr traditionally didn't hire 17 year olds to do commission sales. Um, but I was like, sorry, pal, I, I am not slinging CDs. I don't work in the music. Like, I'm making money. And, <laughs> but those of us that paid attention in those meetings, understanding that they were there to make sure everyone was in the loop, we excelled. Those that were like, meh, whatever. They, they just sat there in the corner waiting for customers to come from them. They come to them. They had no clue you know, what was going on and how we were able to stack deals and how we were able to stack products and incentives and, and all of those sorts of things. And I see this is very much the case, you know, in dealership world where there's just such a lack of communication. Do you, outside of that morning meeting, are there any other communication methods that you've found work really well in just keeping the team connected? Yeah. So that's the relationship between, you know, the BDC and your, your showroom floor, right? Your sales reps. Now in my, my old organization, what we had was we had a few reps that were dedicated to either the internet sales and I'm, I'm putting up quotation marks here, right? <laughs> internet sales and that, and that type of thing. And that was those sales reps that really kind of understood the, the difference between this type of customer versus, you know, the, person who walks right in through your showroom door. They understand that that customer has potentially already been online and shopping you against many others, right? Kind of arming themselves with information, have a ton of questions that some may, may, may throw you a curveball. So we had dedicated reps that were ready to receive uh, a message from the BDC that the customer was coming in um, or that they had someone on the phone that was ready to take the sale a little bit further and they worked really well in concert with um, that particular BDC rep helping smooth that transaction for the customer, which seemed almost seamless as if they were talking to the same person all along. Mm. And so are they actually going through the some sort of a handoff? And what I mean by that is I think most consumers, when, when somebody picks up the phone, they automatically just assume they're talking to a sales rep, right? Yeah. So, so is this actually saying like, Hey, my name's Michael and I work in our, you know, concierge department to make sure that you have all the info. Like, how does that look? Are they making it known that they're in a different department than sales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I used to go as far as having my BDC reps greet their inbound customers on the showroom floor and make that intro to the sales rep. Mm. That used to go over so incredibly well because sometimes um, customers shop online for so long that they've created a relationship with my BDC rep, right? They've become someone that they, they kind of trust and look to for information. So having that personal handoff when it's possible, right, allows that person to feel like, they're entrusting me in Michael's hands. I must be in good hands. And you've already transferred a lot of that information that you've gotten from your customer to the sales rep. So therefore, the customer doesn't feel like they're starting from ground zero all over again uh, with the transaction. Mm, I love that. In this, um, 
age of digital retail, the impending doom of closing dealerships all over the world in lieu of the room model or the Carvana. What, what can dealerships, in your opinion, be doing today to fortify perhaps against something like that and or get with the program? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank goodness that cars are still sexy enough that people do still want to see them in person right. or potentially give them a little bit of a test drive. But you're right. There is this um, one component that we cannot avoid. Right. And that is and, and COVID kind of really opened the doors to this, right, where we were kind of forced to go the digital route where leaning on, you know, uh, data and analytics and creating platforms or being flexible with our model to allow customers to feel safe and have um, options when it comes to their their, their buying um, needs by opening up digital retailing. So I can tell you that, like, you know, 80% of dealers currently have adapted to some kind of creative delivery method out of out of the pandemic. And that's not going to go away, right? So of people that we've actually um, surveyed as well, about 65% of people said that they purchased their vehicles completely online, digital retailing and all, and they'd like to do so again. So mm. even though we may go back to a sense of normalcy very soon, um, this new digital retailing age may be something that will stick around for some time. Carvana and those folks are creating a convenience and that's what customers are looking for. Something that meets their needs. I can come in store and shop if I like. I can have the car delivered to me while I shop online if I like. So being flexible is really going to allow you to stay ahead of the game and make sure that you're delivering again, going back to those experiences that your consumer is looking for. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.